Well, it's my joy and my privilege to introduce a longtime friend to you today. And some of you might be joining us for the very first time. Some of you maybe only a few weeks, and you wouldn't know Lori Dickerson, whom I'm about to introduce. But here's how my relationship and Jared and I's relationship started with her. Picture this. There's, you enter in the front door, and there's a foyer with stairs going up, and there, you can turn right, and there's a living room, and adjoining that is a dining room. And all of it is packed with college students and high school students a couple blocks from the University of Oregon. I'm a freshman in college, and yes, I am older than her. She was uh, still in high school, uh, coming there, and every Tuesday night, we'd gather in this home for a Bible study, worship. It was just a uh, A wild and crazy time, literally, people would be sitting up the stairs just to be so excited to hear about Jesus and to talk about his word together. And um, in that environment is how we began our adventures. And um, Lori and I's paths have intersected a lot over the years, but we've each had different adventures with Jesus. But this is the big deal, is the adventures don't end there in our lives, and they don't end there in your lives. And she's going to talk about that. If, If we'll commit to following Jesus our whole life, Even in your 50s, God can call you to do something wild and crazy like going to Uganda, which is what Lori did. She was here on staff as executive pastor and children's pastor when Jared and I arrived. She went off staff about a month later, and within a couple of months, she told us what she thought God was calling her to do. Go to Uganda, to this village really, on the east side of Uganda. It's with the, you can kind of see the red circle there. That's Budaka. And a big body of water down below is uh, Lake Victoria. Amazing. Go almost due west across the country to Fort Portal. That's where she's at now. But there in Budaka, she went on a mission to join with a Ugandan ministry partner, Pastor Rogers. And together, they were going to start a church, an orphanage, and a school. It's five and a half years later, and there is the orphanage with 30 kids. There is a school with more than 400 students. And there is a church with several hundred people almost all of which met Jesus there at that church plant. And um, so thank you, Jesus, and thank you for people like Lori who are willing to continue the adventures with Jesus across their lifetime. But, you know, about a year and a half ago, Lori turned that ministry over to Pastor Rogers, which was part of the plan all along. Um, They just didn't know the timing of it. And about a year and a half ago, she did that and went to the west side to Fort Portal and there started a bakery and just six months ago, a church. And I'm going to let her tell all the wild, exciting stories uh, that have happened. Well, not all, because that would be all day, but you are going to have a chance after service today to talk to her yourself and ask her the questions that are pressing on your mind after she comes and shares. Would you join me in welcoming and loving Lori Dickerson? Thank you so much. It's great to be with you again. And uh, I feel like you guys are with me over there. I don't know if you feel like that. I want to give you a little picture of my life there. This first uh, video is um, traditional dancing in the new area that I'm in. All the, There's 40 tribes in Uganda, and they all have different dancing and different languages. So this is the, the tribe I'm in now. This is the dancing. <laughs> the hips there. 
Then this next picture shows you a woman uh, who's cooking. And this is back behind the bakery. And she came and shared some of this with her, with me. She's cooking grasshoppers. Um, so there's a couple seasons of time a year when the grasshoppers, a million grasshoppers are around. And so they catch them. And um, this next shows my snack that afternoon. So those are grasshoppers. And um, that's a cookie from the bakery. So you eat a lot of cookie and a little grasshopper, a lot of cookie, a little grasshopper. Um, but I did eat them. They're, they're, they're not like chicken, but they are um, kind of crunchy, salty, like a potato chip or something like that. If you don't think about what you're eating, it's not bad. Um, somebody told me you really should pull the heads off because you might get sick eating them. I said, I think I'm going to be sick eating them. <laughs> I don't think it matters whether there's a head or not a head on them. But anyway, so that was my snack that day. The next picture so- shows Pastor Julius, and this is Pastor Julius and his wife, uh, Grace, and they're in a little village that's outside of Fort Portal, um, about 45 minutes by car, really, really treacherous roads by car. And it's Kahangi is the name of the village. And that's their little church back there. It's a mud and wattle building. And the next picture shows you the inside of the church. I'm there speaking. So it's mud and sticks. And then the whole floor is all mud. Um, And then the last one shows you the people of the church. And I'm the white one over there, and that's the rest of the church. So Pastor Julius heard about me, heard that I was there in Fort Portal, came and and searched and found me. And he said, I'm an evangelist. I have a lot of people that have gotten saved. So I started a church because there's no churches in Kahangi. And he said, I, but I don't know what to do now. All I know is how to, how to get them saved. And so what he does now is he comes to the, to new life church, the church I just started in January. And he, um, sits, he actually came to the Bible study before too. He's just so eager for any information about how to help people grow up in their relationship with Jesus. And so he takes my notes every week, whatever I teach, he takes it to heart and then he takes it back and he teaches it all to his people the next week. And then he comes back the next week and he does the same thing. We meet every Thursday and pray together and talk about our uh, congregations and what's going on and help him grow up in his own relationship with Jesus. Uh, Most pastors there have very little training, if any, and he has none. So... Uh, it's really fun to work with him. So now I want to tell you a little story um, before you see the next slide. So I was um, looking for a place. Some of you know I was living with another missionary uh, for about a year in Fort Portal. And I knew I needed to find a place where we could bake. Um, our, our, we, we set up uh, self-supporting businesses so to help the work. So um, we were going to start a bakery. We had a bakery going, and I needed a place to bake now. And then we take it into the shop in town. And so I started looking for houses. These young boys, not young boys, young men, who we call boys there, um, were showing me places. And every place I looked at, I said, okay, okay. And then I just said, but Lord, I I don't know what you're going to do because I have no furniture. I have no kitchen stuff. I have nothing to set up a house. So I don't don't understand how this is going to work. I can afford the rent, but then how do I get all the other stuff? And one night I was praying and the Lord said to me, I'm going to surprise you. And I said, okay, when? (laughs) You know, let's have some surprises here. Um, Not with grasshoppers, but something else. And, um, And that was all. And so the next morning, these, these young men called me and they said, we want to show you another place. And so they took me to this place and we came up to this gate and I was like, whoa, that's way too much money for me. I know. And what I can afford. And, um, it's way too nice a place. I've never lived in a place. Those of you who've been around, you've seen the places I've lived in. They don't look like this. So then we went through the gate 
And you see uh, this, it's about an acre of land, beautifully landscaped. And next picture, there's the house. And I was like, really? And I just thought, okay, it must be some little hovel that's over, you know, on the other side. And um, there's the, the garage there. And I went, oh my goodness. I looked inside the garage. You can see inside now. And there's a place to bake. And, and then I said, whoa. So I sat down with the man who owns this place. And I said, okay, how much do you want? And it was the same price as all the other places I'd looked at. But much, much more land. And we could, we do, could do this. And I said, okay, how much do you want? He told me. And then he said, but there's one thing. I can't take any of the furniture with me. You have to keep all the furniture and the furnishings. <laughs> I was speechless. I was truly surprised by the Lord. The very next morning, very surprised. So all of the sheets, blankets, everything he had to leave. It was a guest house before. And he had to leave because he doesn't have room in his own house for them. So paintings on the walls, everything, everything, refrigerator, uh, it was a shock, a real, a real surprise for me. The next picture shows this building, which is right in front of the, the house, and, um, and the next one. And I looked at this building and went, it's a church. It actually was a bar, but we use it as a church. So um, that's the very first Sunday that we had church there, you see. And there's another picture that shows... Praise be to uh, God. I'm called Daniel. My church, I go to New Life Church. My pastor, she's called Pastor Laura, and I, I love her so much. Through her, Jesus Christ saved me, and I, I do enjoy Jesus Christ through Pastor Lord. Do you want to say goodbye? I love you so much. <laughs> so I have to tell you the story of Daniel. <clears throat> Daniel's now my gate man. I've hired him there, and he does all the, the yard work and stuff around the place and then opens the gate for me when I come and go. Um, and Daniel made the first video he made. Uh, he said, Pastor Lori has changed my life. Ever since she came into my life, everything has gone well. Pastor Lori is the most, and I'm like, wait. I says, said this on the video. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's changed your life? Was it me? Oh, no, it's Jesus. Good. Okay, so let's make another video. Um, and let's not tell everybody that it was actually me that changed your life. I didn't change your life. This is some of the, some of the young men and then Peace. They're all young men except Peace, okay? And there's about 10 steady ones. Um, and then we have a lady down in Eugene that sends letters to these guys all the time. And she sends them with um, suckers stuck to the outside, which they love, too. They love American candies. And so they're loving. That's Daniel with his hand up in the air. Uh, Gerald is over on the left. He's the manager of the bakery. Next picture. And this is the first Sunday. Abby was there, so she was taking pictures for me. The first Sunday, we ran out of chairs, and we had to pull chairs from the dining room table and all that. Oh, it's just so much fun. So much fun to do. So uh, the next picture shows you Sweet Aromas Bakery, and that's our sign. Now, can you tell what the logo is there in the middle? It's supposed to be a cupcake. <laughs> But it was done by a Ugandan artist um, and who didn't understand. They, they don't have cupcakes. So I was just explaining. So anyway, um, but this is our sign and our new shop. And so now there's a video now that will show you around. So, so let me show you around the bakery. This is our barrier between the kitchen. You see pieces back there working. There's our sinks and uh, our storage and our refrigerator right over there. 
And then these are our chairs and tables. We have a, a table and chairs outside. Here's more. And there's the front door. And here are the, here's the display case with all of our things. Hopefully we're making you hungry, so you'll come over here and get some cinnamon rolls. <laughs> You've got the tea cakes, oatmeal cookies, some pastry crisps, some scones, ginger scones, pumpkin small loaves. So there's the, so that's our whole place, you see? You have seen now. So we kind of set it up with a design like, like sort of like a Starbucks kind of place where you can sit down. We have wireless internet that uh, people can pay for and uh, bring their the computer their computers. The people who have computers can bring them and do that. Um, be there. This is Gerald and Peace. Gerald's the manager. I brought both of these guys from the east side. They came over. Gerald's been with me now for a year and a half. Again, Peace has just been with us since January, and he I have taught him how to bake. The next picture shows a cake that he made. And um, so I've taught him how to decorate cakes, and so he, he's also decorating. I asked him just a few weeks ago if he enjoyed decorating cakes, and he says, oh, there's other things I like better. And I said, yeah, me too, but I'm the boss. So you get to make the cakes. <laughs> um, not, as, not as fun for us. Um, so I want to read you a scripture, and if you've got a Bible, you can look at it, and we're, we're going to read it together in just a minute. It says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's read it from right there together. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Say it again. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Now this girl you see sitting there is Brenda. She's from the orphanage over in the east. And she was our oldest girl. And um, this scripture has meant so much to me as I've walked through the last five and a half years, as I watch these children. You know, we used to go in every day, uh, uh, every night we would have devotions, and then I would go in, lay hands on them, and pray for each one of the 30 children, and pray that God would do whatever he wanted to in their lives. And, you know, when you start, when you have a baby, or you're starting a new thing with, with new people... You don't know. You don't know what five years is going to look like, right? Or ten years. I don't know in five more years. Where will Brenda be? What will she be doing? I don't know. But I do know who's got her, who began a good work in her. Amen? So this is Brenda. And I want to show you the next picture when we first found her. There she is. Brenda had been in an abusive uh, home. Her mother had abandoned her. her father. She was living with an aunt and uncle in Kampala. And she ran away from home because she was being abused. And so she, um, the police found her and brought her back to the village. And we found her the day after she got back, and nobody wanted her. And so we said, okay, we'll take her to the orphanage, along with these are three of our boys also who came. That's Ronald on the left I'll talk about later. So Brenda came. Next picture shows the first meal we had with them. And there's Brenda right there in front eating, and they were so excited because they got rice and meat. It's pretty exciting there to get that kind of food. That's our first first meal with the kids. Here she is. Now she's got a, a uniform on for school, and they're all ready, getting ready. They're having their breakfast, getting ready to go to school. There she is with Natasha, and they're in a computer class that we held. Abby and I taught when Abby was over there. And there she is with Abby sitting on our couch at our house there. And that's Brenda sitting outside with her uniform on. And I'm just showing you a progression through the years, what, what God's doing. Next. Oh, oh, that's the wrong picture. <laughs> okay. And 
this is Brenda and Natasha. So we had the bakery there in Budaka, and we brought all the older kids down and taught them. You don't know where they're going to go. Are they going to be studious? Are they going to be kids that are going to be in, in uh, schools? Or are they going to learn a trade? And so we brought them all down to learn how to, how to bake. And there's Brenda on the left and Natasha. And there's Brenda this year. She graduated from P7 with high honors and did really, really well in school. She's now at a really good school. That's the yellow dress is the the dress of the school that she's at now. And there's uh, Brenda and Natasha standing next to my car. When I just visited them just before I came here um, about four weeks ago, I visited with them. And uh, it was really funny because I didn't tell them I was coming. And so they got called to the office. And so guess what they thought? Yeah, they thought they were in trouble. They told me all the trouble they thought they were in. I'm like, you probably shouldn't tell me these things, but they told me why they thought they were in trouble. Um, but they came to the office and they came around the corner, you know, with their heads down. And then they went, Pastor Lori, and came running and gave me a hug. So it's very fun to watch what God's doing. So I want to look at this verse with you. Um, that uh, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So the verse says that he began a good work in you. Who began the good work? He did. Who began the good work in you? He did. Who began the good work in Brenda? He did. Before I ever knew her, God began a good work in her. He's been doing something already. It's his responsibility. He himself began a good work. I didn't begin a good work in Brenda. You didn't. We're all a part of what God's doing. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you your part in a couple minutes. The second thing it says is it's a good work. It's not a bad work. He's doing a good work. Sometimes the work God does in me doesn't look that good. How about you? Like eating, eating grasshoppers doesn't seem that good to me. Okay? Is it to you? Anybody want grasshoppers? I can bring some home next time. You can taste them. Okay, it doesn't seem that good, but God is doing a good work in me. He's doing a good work in Brenda. He's doing a good work in you and in all those people that you love. Ephesians 1.4 says this, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. There's the work he's doing in us. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. He chose Brenda in him. Before the foundation of the world. He chose you before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless. He's doing his work. It's a good work he's doing in us. The next thing it says is that he will carry it on to completion. Whose responsibility is it to make sure the work continues? His. Right. Do any of you wonder whose responsibility it is sometimes? Parents, do you ever try to be the responsible one? Yeah. Especially of older children? Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. It's his responsibility to carry it on. Romans 8, 29 and 30 says this. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Who did all that work? Was it you? Was it Brenda? Was it me? No, it's God himself who's doing that in each one of us and in those people that we love and are are around us. He began a good work. He's doing the good work. He's the one justifying. He's the one doing all of the work. And then it says, 
on to completion. He will carry it on to completion. He'll finish what he started. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten about that person that you think they're way out there. He's going to carry it all the way to completion. Jude verse 24 says this to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. He is able to keep you from falling and to present you before God himself. Think about the, those of you who know Jesus. We're going to stand before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We're going to stand together before him. And we're going to say, you, Jesus, you brought me all the way here. You did all the work. You were the one. All I had to do was, and we'll talk about that in just a bit of my responsibility, but you're the one who did all this work and brought me through to completion. And I believe that about these two, about Gerald and about peace, about Pastor Julius and his wife, about the church, the new church that's forming there. I believe that God is in the midst of doing his work in them. My job now, what is my responsibility? What is your responsibility? The first thing is to pray. Jesus, I pray for this. God, God says, I want you to pray for those people. If you've forgotten, if you've left that off, it's time to start praying again for those people in your life that God has put in your life. Pray for them. I was praying for, um, for Gerald. Uh, since I've been in the States, a couple weeks ago, I was praying for him. And, um, and the Lord gave me this verse in Daniel, and I want to share this with you. And I prayed this over him. It's, this, uh, it's Daniel 6, verse 4. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct at government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy, he was not corrupt, and he was not negligent. And so I, I sent an email to Gerald, and I said, here's how I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you will be trustworthy, not corrupt, and, and that you also not be um, negligent. Because he's running the bakery while I'm here. Scary for me to, to walk away. He's running the bakery while I'm here. He's running the employees while I'm here. And he wrote back to me and he said, Pastor Laurie, I know why God brought me to Fort Portal from Busia, where he's from, over near Kenya. He said, God brought me here because I need to learn about the kingdom. And I could never do any of these things to you. Ah, just warmed my heart. So our first responsibility is to pray. Second is to believe. To look with spiritual eyes instead of our physical eyes. When you look with physical eyes, when I looked at Brenda when she first came, even the first two years that she was with us, I looked at Brenda and I went, I'm not sure. Pastor Rogers and I even talked about this. I'm not sure she's going to go on to any school later on now. You see what she's done now. But she just doesn't seem really bright and really with it. And maybe we're going to send her to a trade school when she's done. Maybe something like that. And... Um, now look what she's done. God has been doing something. I have to look with spiritual eyes, not just my physical eyes. In Colossians, in Colossians chapter 3, it says this, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What is he saying? He's saying when you're considering all of these people, whatever's going on, Put your eyes here instead of here, okay? Look here and say, Jesus, what are you doing in Brenda's life? What are you doing in, and you put that person's name in your, 
in, in your uh, prayer. Lord, what are you doing there? I want to see with your eyes what you're doing, not with just my physical eyes. I want to see with spiritual eyes what's happening. The third thing we do is obey. James chapter 1, put, he puts it so clearly. Chapter 1, verse 22. And this is what he says. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Okay? Pretty simple, right? When you hear a word, do it. Okay? It's very simple. Do what it says. We are to pray, we are to believe, and we are to obey. Do what God asks you to do. What is your part? God will tell you. Your part is not to carry it on to completion, right? You can't do that. God can. It's not your part to justify somebody. That's God's work. What is your part? To listen, to pray, to believe, and then to obey whatever God asks you to do. The first part of this verse, Philippians 1.6, says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until, until the day of Christ Jesus. Being confident. I am confident that Jesus himself is taking these children, these young men, these young women, the people who come into our bakery every day. He has begun a good work in them. I am confident that he will complete it. He will carry it on. Amen? It's true of me. It's true of all of you and your lives too. The Bible isn't just written for people in Uganda. Okay? It's written for all of us. And who are those people? A lot of times it's our children. Do your children ever drive you to your knees? <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Yes, sometimes they do. Trying to look with God's, looking with his eyes, not my eyes looking physically, but my eyes on him saying, Jesus, what are you doing? It's our, maybe sometimes our parents. Some of you got saved and your parents aren't saved. And you are praying for them. Here you go. God is going to begin a work and he is the one who's going to carry it through. What's your job? Pray, believe, obey. Trust in him. Be confident. I was a children's pastor for a number of years, and there were many Sunday school children who I thought, maybe I shouldn't say many. There were some, but I did it for many years. So, um, And I, you just you look at them and you go, really? God, you're doing a work in this child's life? And there's one especially that I can think of who was just the most honorary kid. And guess what he's doing now? He's a pastor. <laughs> okay. You never know. Look with God's eyes, not with yours. Trust in him. He began the good work. He's going to carry it through, and it's going to come to completion. Amen? For me, it's Brenda, Ronald, Natasha, Nicholas, Gerald, Peace, uh, Pastor Julius, these people that I work with day in and day out in Uganda. I'm going back in two weeks. I'm very excited. It's been really hard to uh, leave this time. I really wanted to stay. The church is just very young. The business is young, where we've just moved to. And I've been really anxious to get back. I'm going back in two weeks. Very excited. Um, not for the grasshoppers, but for the other things. Um, but I know that God has begun a good work. It's God who's going to carry it on. And it's God who's going to complete that work in me, in those people, and in all of you. Amen? Let's pray.